The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote. Sean Parker, the co-founder of Napster and also who served as the first president of Facebook, said, Part of the challenge of being an entrepreneur if you're going for a really huge opportunity, is trying to find problems that aren't quite on the radar yet and trying to solve them. My guest, Natalie Levy, is one of those people Sean is talking about. She has a fascinating story of seeing a problem that wasn't quite on the radar, finding a solution, and then bringing that product to market. With a diverse background in engineering, training, and artistic design, Natalie started her career with Accenture and several years later took her lessons learned and launched her own consulting firm. For six years, her business and employee base grew. She lectured, she published, and she achieved. Once again, she took her lessons learned and launched POJO, which sells a line of patent-pending bathroom organization systems that bring salon luxury to the home. She will give us insights, the joys and the challenges, into her journey from product idea to market. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, Marsha. Thanks for having me. Well, it is a pleasure. Let's get started now. Um... You know, the name Pojo, it's such an unusual name. Can you tell me about that? What is it? Well, um, when, you, when you launch a brand, um, you have two choices. And one of the choices is, are you going to have a name that's going to describe what your product is? Um, or are you going to have a name that's going to be the product? For example, Xerox. Xerox now represents copying, but it didn't mean anything when they first launched it. So I had a business before, um, the consulting firm, and it morphed. So what it started was was different than what it ended up. So it started off as Educational Edge, and then it was no longer about education. It was more consulting and servicing large companies. So this time I chose a name that meant nothing. And my goal was to be able to trade market fast and to make it easy to remember and get a .com. 
And so POJO was simply an algorithm that was a five-letter word that was available. It was simple. It was fast to um, trademark, and it's become very memorable to people. They remember it. Yes, I know when you first when we first met and you told me about Pojo, I said, "How do you spell that? What is it?" But it is very simple. Um, so now that you have your your the name Pojo, um, let's talk about your product. Uh, what made you decide to launch this product, and maybe go into sort of the history of of what got you to this point? Well, throughout my career, um, I took on different skill sets with each job that I, I, I took on. So uh, I came to a point where I wanted to take a product to market. I wanted to utilize all the skills that I had learned and see, you know, could I do this? Could I get something on the shelves? And um, what I found was uh, that we all have many, many different ideas. And I was about to launch a children's shoe line, and then I saw the economy wasn't was probably not going to support the apparel industry. So I took a step back and my daughter had gotten burnt with a flat iron at eight months because she had pulled a wire. And I thought to myself, you know, here's something that's missing. Women have been dealing with clutter in the bathroom. The men hate it. Um, I discovered that later. I found out they were actually more frustrated with the problem than the women. Um, And nobody's managed the wires. So I started researching and I found a lot of failed attempts and it just got negated and people began accepting the fact that you just take your blow dryer, your flat iron, your curling iron, all those cords and you shove it into a drawer or you leave it on the counter or on the floor. And um, that industry just wasn't tapped. It wasn't tapped to its fullest. So I said, let's give it a shot. Let's find out if there's a way to manage these wires. Um, I certainly can't identify, and I think others can as well, with all the wires they get, you know, they they get in the way. Um, and so, you know, um, so now that you had this idea, um, what were some of the steps you took to go from, and maybe you will be getting into it later, but it's like an idea. Now what? What did you do next? Okay, so the next step, after, after you have the idea, the next thing is to make it a reality. So I had to sit down and literally try and solve wire management. Um, the fortunate part is we live in a time where there's so, many, there's so much history that's already solved these problems, but maybe something went wrong. So basically, I went and started uh, researching the patents that were out there and I started looking at what had been done and what didn't work. And retractable didn't work because cords were of different sizes. And in this journey, you just start learning. And in the learning process, you suddenly get inspiration and you suddenly see solutions and it comes to you. And so in in anything, the best way to learn is start with what's been done in the past and then Mm -hmm. progress from that step and then go forward from there. So patenting, I, I mean, there's a wealth of information out completely available online. And so, you know, I think you made a very good point, which is don't reinvent the wheel. See what has already been done and then add to it or enhance it. Would you say that is one of the key uh, insights you've had as an entrepreneur? 
I would say exactly that and then find out what's missing because if you're just adding to it um, or borrowing, you're not going to be able to achieve the patent. So you have to see what's been missing and what has been left out. The next step after that, once you have an idea of what your product's supposedly going to solve, mm-hmm. the biggest step that everybody forgets and, and, and says, okay, now we need to go get money and that's the wrong thing to do, the next thing is to prototype. Go to the grocery store, go to the dollar store, go everywhere and try and find little components that will foe and fake what you're trying to make. My first prototype was out of cardboard and some plastic pieces that I cut up from Home Depot and, and, and masking tape. I saved it because it's fabulous to see where it started and where it is today. But the reason you go through the prototyping process is because through that particular journey, your product will evolve and what you thought you were going to have is going to be slightly different. And, and, And you have to be open to that. Yes, so you have to be open to the idea that it may change, that your ideas may change. Even the market can change. So it seems to me also that one of the uh, characteristics of a successful entrepreneur is to be flexible. Would you agree on that? I would absolutely agree on it. Um, you know, when I first started, someone told me, uh, oh, so what's your end plan? And I said, what do you mean end plan? They said, what would you be willing to sell at? And I said, sell? I haven't even gotten the product out yet. And basically... What they were trying to teach me is you have to be so flexible and not so tied into it that you can adapt with the, with the changes that come your way. So you have to have an exit plan at any moment. Okay. So after the prototype, uh, what was next? What was your next step? The next step, you hate it and everybody hates it, but every, you know, every mentor will tell you to do the following. It's that business plan. Mm-hmm. You, and, and, and what they're actually attempting to do is they're trying to get you to start thinking about things that you're not thinking about. That's the evolution. So when you sit down and um, you start writing about, okay, which market am I going into? What, what audience am I appealing to? Who's most likely going to be buying this? Who is not? What image am I attempting to represent? When you start writing those elements down, you start realizing what am I going to need and uh, what path is going to be best suited and where are my risks. Right. And then after that, what would be the next step? So then once you've you've, uh, basically figured out your approach, um, the next step is you need to go find your audience. So for example, POJO... um, it's not a brand new concept to store hair appliances. You go to the salon, the hairstylists, they all store their appliances, but the wires are all over the place. So my target was the homeowner or, or just the person living in the home because everyone said, why don't you hit the salons? And that audience already had a market. I wanted to tap something new. Now, in doing that, I also took on another hill, and that hill was educating a public about something they didn't know about, which is a very expensive and challenging hill. But I'm a masochist, so <laughs> I took that on. And um, the, the question becomes, how do you educate that audience? 
And when you're, when you're, so you're then looking at a strategy of marketing with low budget and trying to get high exposure, you've got a huge challenge in front of you. Okay, and so then we have about uh, two minutes left. Um, why don't you go through the couple other steps, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about what you know some of those lessons learned. So, what might be the next step? Okay, so so basically, marketing becomes your challenge, and a lot of people at that point say, okay, once you have a business plan, you have a prototype product, um, uh, and you can prototype. There are shops here in the United States that um, I'm sure many of your listeners have heard about them. They they can actually do plastic prototype printing. So mm-hmm. you can make a fold-up version of it before you go to the factories and make it live. Um, but you need to attack your audience and determine the value, the pricing, um, and figure out where you're going to fit in this market. So... Um, I would think that the what what I ended up doing is I ended up really serving people. I, I went out to friends. I I started listening to the audience and figuring out whether they were interested in the product. I then defined the pricing of it mm-hmm. um, and looked at anything close to competition to figure out you know where I would be positioned in that market. And I went after a high end audience. Um, and then uh, trade shows. Trade shows were the initial launch. Um, you're hitting twenty to thirty thousand people a weekend, um, and you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot at that point. You're gonna learn what your audience is really looking for. Well, you know, this is a good time for a break because just you going through that process has made me a bit tired. You know. <laughs> So, uh, listeners, it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. My guest is Natalie Levy, um, and she will, when she comes back, she'll give us more insights into her journey from product idea to marketing. Stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest today is Natalie Levy, who uh, is talking about uh, the launching of her product, Pojo, and about her journey from the idea to market and all those lessons learned. And so Natalie was giving us a synopsis or an overview of that journey, and she was talking about marketing and going to trade shows. And so Natalie, continue us, uh, continue talking about that journey and, 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 and where is it going? Okay. Um, so, so basically with Pojo, it was April 2010. We launched at one of the biggest kitchen and bath trade shows um, in the U.S. And that put us on the map. Um, we were seen by Home Depot, by Masco, which are your cabinet makers, master brand. And people were very, very intrigued. But we still had... Uh, we had some adjustments to make. The product wasn't 100% solid. So we made a decision not to actually go into some of the big shops yet, even though at that time they wanted us. Um, so another lesson we learned, which um, I think actually played off very well, we didn't jump into uh, opportunities too quickly. Mm-hmm. You, If you go too quickly and you're not ready you're going to fall. And climbing back is much harder than taking something slowly and waiting until you are ready and then, you know, launching in the appropriate fashion. So about a year and a half later, I called back Home Depot and I said, okay, do you remember us? And they said, yeah, we remember you. I said, now we're ready. Um, and and we were more polished because once you go into the the such a large audience, your level of criticism increases and 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 how detailed and, and the expectations those all go up and you have to be ready for it um, one of the the hardest things about being an entrepreneur is uh, your ability to handle rejection mm. uh, you are going to get beaten up every well almost every day every other day it's a very bipolar uh, lifestyle and you have to be able to get up and say okay that was constructive. I'm going to take that on and we're going to improve and we're going to still keep moving forward. Uh, and so going back to marketing, uh, I've picked up the phone many a times calling the CEOs of companies, leaving them voicemails and telling them how my product is going to improve their business. And I've gotten calls back. 
we did that with television. We've been on several, you know, HGTV shows, and um, and and that's great marketing where all you have to do is give them product. You don't have to actually pay for airtime. So we had to do all the work. It wasn't as simple as I've got a great product that everybody needs. Now I get to sit back and roll in the money, which I think originally that was my my first thought. <laughs> I think that is the first thought of many people, that that idea, oh boy, I have this idea, um, and I'm just going to go and, and uh, market it, and I'm going to bring bags of money, and my life is going to change. And I think why I've asked you to be the, uh, the guest is that you are giving the real world uh, um, idea of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and a couple of things that I heard I, I believe you have to have self-confidence confidence in yourself and your product but it's perseverance and it's timing and it is picking up the phone and it is dealing with rejection I think all of those things are what an entrepreneur goes through um, would you say that was your experience as well Marsha, you nailed it. It's 100% uh, all of that. It's tenacity like there's no tomorrow. And you have to be the type of person who can create your own structure. You have to be able to motivate yourself. Um, I finally realized why uh, people I looked up to always carried a notebook with them. Because that list, that list is what's going to get you through the days where you sit there going, okay, what am I doing today? What's the next step? And pen to paper. You start doing that and you feel yourself moving towards a direction where, okay, now I see and the vision starts to come back. So you have to be a visionary, part dreamer. You still have to be a part dreamer, but then you have to be a realist and you have to mm -hmm. drive and strive forward with, with tenacity because you're going to get knocked down all the time. And besides self-confidence, the other key that someone, a, a great friend of mine, told me this advice many, many years ago. They said, make sure you surround yourself with good people. Mm. Uh, because without a support system, there will come a time where you are so flat on the ground, you will be poor. I mean, <laughs> you have to accept that a lot of, almost all your money will always go towards the business. And um, during those times, you need that that friend or that mentor or that confidant that's going to say, you know what, keep at it. We're behind you and we support you and you know you're doing the right thing. And, and those words will go a long way and sometimes you're not the one who's going to be able to deliver them. Well, I think that is terrific advice for everyone, but especially entrepreneurs and people who want to really get to that next level in their business. Because there are going to, you are going to uh, get some, um, you know, barriers. Things are going to come up that you didn't expect, and it's just moving on. So, talking about moving on, one of the things that we didn't cover yet is the manufacturing on that on the journey that you're talking about. Tell me about about the manufacturing process and what you had to do and what were some lessons learned? 
Well, I have to say the manufacturing part and the, the, the research and development was probably the most fun for me. Um, it was very exciting. Um, our company is based in Dallas, and it was fascinating to find how many factories we still have here. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I visited plastic shops. I went in and I visited metal, um, wood, and uh, I attempted I attempted to make everything manufactured in the United States. Uh, unfortunately, the pricing, if I had done that in the U.S., would have been beyond a price that a consumer could actually afford. So uh, some of the components are manufactured overseas. So I had to reach out to the different countries and make a decision. Was I going to go out of Mexico, Brazil, India, China, and um, discover that whole avenue? And um, what I have discovered is... We ended up choosing China uh, for our metal and our plastic, and they have been amazing to work with um, in those departments, and the quality is often a result of whether we fell short in telling them what they needed to do. So we take on a lot of responsibility. We have high-end products, and we use stainless steel. We use the, the best that we are able to use, and... They're fabulous to work with. Whatever we tell them, they provide. We set the standard for them, which is great. Then the wood. The wood we have produced here locally in Dallas, and um, we have a great factory that we work with. And those are all relationships. And in the midst of your journey as an entrepreneur, you've got to nurture all these relationships (laughs) because if one of them falls short or fall through, you've you've got to break in the chain. Uh, last year, we had one of our wood um, factories close down, and we, we had been using two. F- we have different products, and um, they were developing a different one for us. And, and the question is, okay, that factory closed. Where's another one, and who can compete with the pricing? And it's a challenge in the United States right now with all the regulations um, and all the tariffs being placed on the manufacturing side. I, I empathize with these factories, and, and we're trying to keep them alive, and, and it, it's, it's not an easy task. Well, I think one of the uh, also lessons learned that you talked about is that um, the importance of the relationship with your suppliers yes. uh, to keep that relationship going, uh, the communication is important, but the other thing that uh, struck me is you can't just assume that your supplier, how good they are, or how nice they are, are going to continue to be your supplier. Things can change. They can may go, may go out of business. Uh, they may sell the business. Uh, the product they're making is not what you want uh, at this point. So it seems to me that you're always continually on the lookout for uh, additional suppliers, um, you know, to have a plan B and a plan C. Is that, you know, is that part of one of the lessons learned? You know what, Marcia, again, that is a, a great observation. Um, we had put our boutiques, which is um, our portable system, it mounts to the wall, um, inside the university uh, OLLU in San Antonio. And it was a huge order. And we were getting our, our magnetic magnetic class from Liberty Hardware. And in the middle of the order, they discontinued it. Mm-hmm. And we looked around for the same quality. We couldn't find it. And at that point, it became the question, 
okay, is Pojo now going to manufacture this particular clasp? So um, we ended up pulling from overseas a large source of magnetic clasps that, you know, was as strong as what was here. And, and we had to fill in the gap. And that's often what ends up happening is if you suddenly see someone else pulls out of that market and it's an element inside your product, you have to decide, am I going to invest the thousands of dollars to now compensate for it or can I find it elsewhere? And surprisingly, sometimes you can't. So, you know, so now that we've talked about manufacturing and we have about a minute left, is there a next step before we get to the, you know, to the, the nitty gritty of how do you take an idea to reality, which will be in our next segment? So what's the lo- couple things that you might want to say in the next minute or so? So um, the other element I would say is you should find mentors and you should be open to growing and listening and learning all the time because you're going to be evolving. So once you have your prototype, once you, 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 you pick your factories and, um, and, and, and you have to be able to fund. So once you go live um, from the manufacturing standpoint, you've got to be able to you've got to realistically be able to drop about $30,000 on just manufacturing so that you'll have a product to just put out to the market, even in small numbers, to say whether it's going to be viable or not. Um, And that, I funded that myself, um, but other people sometimes will turn to other avenues for that particular revenue, or they'll sell their product to a larger company to then produce at that level. So at this point, let's hold that thought because you you talked about mentors, and that is such an important part of um, growing one's business and growing one's career. So if we put that thought on hold, um, it's time for uh, another short break. Uh, this Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, Natalie will continue uh, informing us about her her journey of being an entrepreneur. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? 
Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Natalie Levy, who is the CEO of Pojo, and she has been talking to us about her fantastic journey of being an entrepreneur, taking a product idea uh, to market, and what's involved, and what are the lessons learned, and at the last segment, uh, she talked about mentoring and the importance of a support group for for entrepreneurs and for people who really want to get to take their business to that next level. So, Natalie, um, what else can you say about mentors and mentoring? You know, what is great here in Dallas, because um, we had to pick where we were going to be based, is people really enjoy to pay it forward. Um, there are many people out there who receive tremendous satisfaction by being able to help others out. And one thing I've discovered through my corporate consulting and uh, entrepreneurial life is that you're never going to get anywhere by yourself. There's no mm-hmm. such thing. Uh, you look at all of the great CEOs out there and successful business and a- anybody who's of su- any level of success, and they didn't get there on their own. Someone had to help them, and you have to have that attitude. Uh, I found early on that I wanted to learn from people who knew more than me, and when you do that, you can actually, I, I turned to someone in particular and I said, would you be my mentor? Because their wealth or their breadth of knowledge was so enormous. And they tuned me into things I never thought about. They tuned me into, there's a company called Strategic Introductions. They specialize in giving you or getting you to have introductions with CEOs so you can have your one-on-one meetings. Um, there's There's so much information out there that when you're in your little tunnel world, you, you don't even fathom that it exists. And through mentorship and learning from others, people open up those doors and they guide you. They guide you. They save you from pitfalls. Uh, and and, and that's, that's enormous because the wrong decision at the wrong time and bad advice uh, can, can cripple you. And then getting out of that position is, is very difficult. So you are talking about, and and I totally agree as a business coach, that you need to get advice from others. You need to open up yourself to getting feedback, your your business idea, uh, your marketing plan. Uh, the idea that we are we can do it on our own, I think, is not um, a, a valid uh, belief that we do need other people. Um, and so I, I, I see that you've used, you've, you are a model of using others to help you grow your business. Um, now I'd like to um, 
move on to, you know, one of the things I, I hear from people who are starting to be entrepreneurs and starting their businesses, um, how long should one give a venture? When do you start seeing some level of success? That's a great question. So uh, your original vision, and you should always be journeying with a vision. Uh, never let that vision die because uh, that's what's going to keep you moving forward. But the original vision was, so I'll make a product. It'll be good. I'll meet all the, the demands and supply and demand. Boom! I should start rolling and cycling inventory you know, a couple times a year. And uh, that dissipated. And then people said, okay, you've got a five-year plan. So then I started on the five-year plan, and then I said, shouldn't I be seeing more at five years? And I said, oh, well, it's the economy. And then I started looking even deeper at the large companies. And someone told me once, they said, it's really a 10-year plan. I said, 10? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But um, – it's fascinating. Take Apple, for example. I remember I was in second grade plotting images on pixels with the first computer that our school had had access to. Um, and now today Apple has made it. Uh, it's, it's, it's not overnight. That wasn't even a 10-year plan. That wasn't even a 20-year plan. That was much longer than that. So you have to decide if you're in it for the long haul. Uh, I started five years ago with the patenting and the prototyping. It's only been launched for a little over three years at this point. Uh, today, I just closed another, just took on another distributor, Rockler Wood. Um, they're taking us on, and that'll put us in uh, catalogs, which I'm excited about. Uh, but it's moving in the right direction. So initially, people used to say, well, how are you, Natalie? And I'd say, well, I'm either good or bad, depending on, you know, whether sales were up or sales were down. Now I, I evaluate very differently. Now I'm good as long as we're moving in the right direction. Because I can't define what tomorrow will be and where the economy is going to be moving and what businesses are going to be succeeding, as long as all my little micro indicators are saying we're moving in the right direction, I'm fabulous. Because I'm still in business and I'm still increasing um, sales and increasing distribution. So what it is saying to me is that uh, there's very few overnight successes, okay? Yes. And you talk to some famous actors um, and they will say they've been um, uh, doing, you know, they've been uh, being uh, an actor for, for 20 years, but the success just came within the past five years. Um, Harrison Ford is a very good example. Uh, so um, you need to have that perseverance. You need to know that it's, you're in for the long haul. And it also says to me that um, you really have to not only have a vision, but a direction and a real sense of I am going to succeed no matter what with the idea that uh, there, there's going to be good days and bad days and you're just going to have to get up and keep moving. I think that's one of your main messages, isn't it, to uh, all the other people out there listening? It is. And let me, let me tailor that a little bit more. You have to define your definition of success. Mm. Is, is success literally – like for me, success was getting a big box shop to, to – Put me amidst their um, their itemization. One of their one of their items. So that to me was I achieved success. Now the rest is gravy. Some people the success 
could be a fiscal number. That one's a tough one um, because the question becomes how are you going to make it? So, for example, is success getting on QVC and selling thousands within one run and then being phased out because it's a short, instant gratification mm-hmm. type product? Or are you going to become a staple? So you got to measure what's your, what's, what's your vision, what's your journey, and then you've got to give yourself moments of reward. Um, if you set the goal too far, you're not going to have enough satisfaction to keep yourself on that journey. You'll quit. But if you give yourself little benchmarks and you pat yourself on the back, hey, I closed that deal. Hey, the company, you know, uh, we were able to reduce our manufacturing costs, so we're able to lower the price. Yay, these are amazing stepping stones. And you have to grant yourself the reward each time you conquer the little elements that to everybody else seem, you know, inconsequential. But you know they make you a stronger and a better business. And, you know, on that thought, you know, where I want to go for the next couple of minutes is that, you know, you've given us so much insight um, to being an entrepreneur and being so open and honest about it. Uh, two things. First, uh, what, you know, what is that one thing, that keeper that you want our listeners to remember, that one thing that says, I got this from the, sh- from the show? And then after that, uh, tell a little bit about uh, how to contact you and, uh, you know, ab- about uh, Pojo and whatever you would like the audience to know. I think the one key you that you have to gosh there's so many but the, the the one key that you have to hold dear to yourself as an entrepreneur is that you've got to be open to learning if something's not going right it doesn't mean it doesn't mean your 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 product's bad or you should quit it possibly means you're missing something so begin searching you have to be open to learning and and constantly exploring and constantly adjusting and when you do that all of a sudden you start to notice that you start moving in the right direction so being open to learning and recognizing that you are not doing this alone um, your family's doing it with you because they have to <laughs> if, 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 if they don't support you, you're not going to be able to go the long haul. Um, uh, you know, faith, uh, sometimes I wonder where my sales are coming from, and I look at the patterns. My background was econometrics, and so I look at, you know, statistical patterns, and sometimes they make absolutely no sense at all. And I realize that there's, there's more out there that's, that's keeping you going than, than just yourself. So, uh, you know, on that thought, because I think that is a wonderful lesson for all of us, which is to have faith, to have a support system, to believe in yourself and to be open to learning. Now that we're towards the end of this segment, um, if people want to contact you, Natalie, uh, what, what do you want? How will they do that? And what else do you want to say about Pojo? Um, people are welcome to go to our website, which is pojo.com, and we have a contact form over there that you can shoot an email or you can call our direct line. And um, if you put a request to speak to me personally, it will get to me, and uh, I will try and help out. 
the the fascinating part is for all the people who've helped me, I now enjoy helping others and I see how the system works. And when you're going to, and I'm speaking to those entrepreneurs out there, when you're going to those network meetings and they're telling you, whenever you meet someone, ask them, how can I help you? And mm-hmm. in the beginning, you're thinking, well, I have nothing to help you. I have nothing to offer. The time will come. The time will come, but always keep that open in your head that you can give back. And so um, we, we're, we're definitely excited to help other people and other ventures out there and um, sometimes be devil's advocate or be a support system. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, uh, for this absolutely uh, wonderful um, Lessons Learned program and your fascinating story. Um, listeners, when we come back, uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be Marsha's Musing, so stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. Now it's time for Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Listeners, are you fooling yourself? In Garrison Keillor's fictional community of Lake Wobegon, 
the women are strong, the men are good looking, and all the children are above average. As it turns out, this depiction of distinction is not limited to Lake Wobegon. One of the most documented findings in psychology is that most of us believe extremely flattering things about ourselves. We generally think that we possess a host of desirable traits and we're free of the most unattractive ones. We tend to see ourselves as being more intelligent, more fair-minded, and even better drivers than others. The fact that we're apt to be a bit delusional isn't always bad. Our belief in our wonderfulness gives us confidence. Even though we are not as good as we think we are, this confidence actually helps us deal with the many ups and downs in our lives and our careers. It also helps us to move from the status quo or business as usual to making that leap into something potentially better but not totally certain. But listeners, here's the catch. While confidence and a fair view of one's capabilities and strengths are essential, overconfidence and an elevated sense of worth can lead to poor decision-making, bad relationships, and ultimate failure in our leadership and in our business. When we focus on proving, justifying, or defending ourselves, we cut ourselves off from opportunities to understand others' perspectives, get more accurate information, and tap into the best solutions. In other words, according to the great coach, Marshall Goldsmith, what got us here, our confidence because of our current level of success can inhibit us from making the changes to get us there, that next level we want to reach. So if you're serious about becoming a strong, effective leader and growing a successful business, lowering your self-esteem and self-confidence serves as a strong ally. Yes, this may seem counterintuitive, but it works. Here's why. First, it motivates us to work harder and prepare more effectively rather than just think, oh, I'll go with the flow. I'll do it by the seat of my pants. Everything will work out. Second, it makes us look at ourselves more realistically, and it also helps us pay attention to how we come across to others. I find that many entrepreneurs and, and leaders, when they first take that, that jump to that next level, um, one of the things that they find they need is more self-awareness and more uh, social intelligence and emotional intelligence. So here's your smart moose tip for the day. Get in the habit of getting feedback. Periodically ask key people in your life how you're doing and how you can improve. Your first inclination when people point out areas for improvement may well be to believe they're wrong, they're confused. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Be open to the fact that they may, they may well be right and correct and on point and you may be the one who is confused. 
The key to success I found in coaching many successful people is to listen, to listen and pay attention to what's going out on out there, to listen and pay attention to people who are giving you feedback. Then second, learn from it. Use it. Use it in your business. Use it in your career. And then take that leap. Take that leap to that next level. Take that leap to get the, the product out the door. Take that leap to vie for that next promotion because that's what life is about. So listeners, what are your thoughts about the idea that a leader should show less confidence that will result in more leadership success? I would like to hear your thoughts. Contact me at Marsha. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I would love to hear your ideas. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. It's, it's a time to uh, let you know what is next week's program, which is Leveraging Cause Marketing to Drive Business Results. Fortune 500 companies leverage this unique marketing tool all the time to strengthen their reputations, drive revenue, and make a difference. But you don't have to be a big corporation to take advantage of cause marketing. Dr. K. Shalette Stewart will show how small businesses can do it as well. She currently serves as the Associate Director of Business Development for Executive Education for Southern Methodist University, Cox School of Business in Dallas, Texas. Tune in next Wednesday, August 21st at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern and hear how cause marketing can really boost your business and also do well in the community in which you live. That is how you strengthen your reputation, drive revenue, and make a difference. And now another smart moose quote I heard recently. It is, both optimists and pessimists contribute to our society. The optimist invents the airplane and the pessimist, the parachute. To me, this speaks to the value of teamwork and the notion that even those with varying opinions and beliefs can greatly contribute to your business success. As a leader, we need to engage everyone's efforts. That's what's behind all successful enterprises. I'll end with my favorite saying, there are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult, 972-380-9181, or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 a.m. Pacific, for the Business Edge with Marsha Zidle, 
the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, their firm, or professional practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Listeners, are you ready to start innovating, improving, igniting? You need to do that. You need to plan or die. You need to improve every single day. Make smart moves. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.